folks, welcome back to Circle of the Sewer with Joe and Jake. We are doing episode 10 today. It's our second episode of the week. Um, the listeners wanted more, or we wanted to do more. Whatever. Same thing, Sur- right? Surprise, we're back. We are, we are the listeners. <laughs> we're back. Um, we're going to do NBA, NHL, and then um, we're going to do our five picks of the week for NFL. Looking forward to the weekend. And then we're going to get out of here. It's going to be shorter episodes, second time of the week. Um, but yeah, we're, we're excited to do this, the, the quicker episodes, cause these ones are going to be fun and Joe's going to do NHL and I'm going to do NBA as we normally do. And it's going to, it's going to be a good time. So, uh, yeah, getting ready to rock and roll, now. Joe. Getting into winter sports now, which is crazy. Absolutely. Um, First week wait. of, we got two nights worth of games for the NBA so far and about a week worth for the NHL, right? I just realized too, it's like, there's a couple of days in history, like that's ever happened today where it's like the... There's baseball, basketball, hockey, and football all on the same day. Damn, that's crazy. And college, NFL. What is yep. it? Yeah, so it's NFL, so NBA, NHL, MLB. On, on well, and there's college day. football, too. That's, I mean, it's a lot going not on that on it's a pro Thursday. sport, but yeah, it's pretty, I mean, it's, it's like the coolest time of the year, but at the same time, it kind of sucks that like at the beginning of these sports like run into the end of baseball, like, um, like we've talked about, I think on other of these episodes, like NHL and NBA seasons are just so ridiculously long. It feels like they take up the whole year, which right. you know. And we've said we got to we got to shorten those out. Yeah. So it'd be great if they uh, maybe just push these back. I don't know, like November ish would be. Yeah. I feel like November first as these seasons can start when the playoffs for MLB end. November's but, my like in my head when I think of November, I think of the winter too. So that's when hockey should right. be starting. Exactly after that's, Halloween, then it yeah. gets real cold out in most of the country, and then we yeah, then we start playing. Starts getting sports, gray outside, and you're like, okay, let's, <laughs> let's get an ice rink now. Yeah, exactly. Get, in, get inside for the night games, but um, yeah. Well, uh, you want to kick it off with some NHL here, Joseph? Yeah, let's jump into it. So uh, with the NHL here, we've had. About a week, week, week or so that's passed by with the NHL season so far. Kind of want to just go over the league, what's happened. Kind of some teams that are hot, some teams that are kind of stinkers right now. Um, so my prediction for the Stanley Cup for was the Carolina Hurricanes versus the Colorado Avalanche. And I picked the Colorado Avalanche to win it all. Um, currently, Carolina is 3-0, three games played with six points. So they're going to keep it rolling. I think they're looking great. I think they've had 11 goals for and three goals against. So kind of a wagon right now, three games. Um, but yeah, jump in. They're pretty dominant. But I've seen a couple of their games. And then I've also seen the Rangers. And the Rangers are just nasty. I mean, they're three and one. They've had four games played. But Rangers are going nuts. Panarin's already got like 11 points. This guy's going off. Um, they're just high flashy. So they might make a run at it too. Kind of freaking me out within that division. But Still like Carolina um, going into that as well. Then I also picked the Islanders to be a sneaky team. They're good. Three games played, two and one, four points. I had a chance to watch them a couple of times as well, too. So uh, I've been liking the way their game's played. I think they're going to need – I feel like they'd be a great team to watch at the trade deadline just with all the people they have on their roster. Um, I think they'd make a push to at the end there and kind of get some more key guys. A little more star power, I feel like, would do that team well, um, especially making that playoff rush. Uh, what else do we have here? And then in the Atlantic division, we have the Boston Bruins. Had a chance to watch them last night. They lost to the Senators 7-5, uh, but they are 3-1 and one right now with six points. 
Um, so they're looking great as well, too. And then right below them, we have the Florida Panthers, who are three and one with six points. I predicted them not to make the playoffs. Still don't think they will because I predicted them. And I'm obviously going to be right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're still they're, they're looking pretty good with Kachuk there coming in. So seems like he's liking it down there in South Florida. Um, surprise team, too, right now is the Detroit Red Wings. So they got two wins and an overtime loss. Is that surprising though? I feel like they have a really good young core right now. It's like, you know, they got, cause they got Larkin obviously being a captain and he's like not that old. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what the the narrative has been around Detroit. It's like they could shock some teams this year. I mean, I feel like they could be in that. I think if you're a Detroit Red Wings fan, you want to be competitive. I don't think like you don't need to make the playoffs, but you want to kind of make a push. I feel like that's what I feel like the Red Wings fans are kind of hoping for. I mean, they don't want to be brutal, but I don't, I think they know they're not going to be unbelievable. So it's been a great start for them. Um, they got a big team. Like their defense is stacked. They got like Yeiserman does all his scouting in Sweden. I swear the half the team is from Sweden. So um, it's good for them. That cider. I don't even know Raymond Larkin. They're, they're going to be good for a long time. So even within, and then fourth is the Sabres. They're two and one with four points too. So, I mean, they've only played three games and you never know. So Sabres, I feel like are going to be in that same thing with the Red Wings of just wanting to compete throughout the year and just kind of having that competitive edge back. Um, the Sabres and Red Wings have been towards the end of that division in the Atlantic. So it's kind of good to see some excitement, some energy coming out of those two teams. Um, I feel like that's what the fans want to see as well. And then obviously you have the Leafs there at four points. Uh, they lost the Coyotes. Crazy fact that the Arizona Coyotes haven't lost in a regular season game to, in Toronto in like 10 years. Like they just dominate the Leafs, <laughs> which is crazy when you're looking at the make Coyotes roster. Yeah. No, it makes no sense. Um, so that's just in a, Toronto. So the Coyotes have not lost to Toronto in Toronto in like the last 10 years. That's crazy. Bonkers. I don't get it. Um, so I don't know what's going on there, but kind of just jumping out with the Leafs as well too. Um, some fans clearly aren't happy with kind of how their start is. And I know it's four games, but there's some booze going around with the coaching and it's obviously this is a big year for the front office and the head coach. I mean, if they don't do well, everyone's getting booted. So not the most ideal start for them, but four games people. So there's a lot to happen left. They still, I mean, Matthews looks great. Nylander looks good. Marner's looking fresh. They just kind of got to figure out some goaltending in the back end there with the defense as well too. So um, that's just kind of the wrap on that division. And then we can jump into the central. I'll just start just with our team, the wild, just looking horrible. Um, three games played, 0-3, given up 20 goals in three games, and we've only scored 12. And even before, when I did my NHL prediction, I said the Wild are going to be good, but the only thing that we're going to need here is our defense and goaltending. I know we have Flurry there, and we have Gustafson that came over from Ottawa. Those guys just look brutal. Like That's what I was kind of worried about was Flurry might not be the 2010 Marc-Andre Flurry that we're getting. I mean, he's kind of just diving all over the rink and just trying to do these crazy saves and giving up five goals a game with these three games he's played. So not ideal for the wild. I mean, Kaprizov stuck out. Boldy's looking good. The offensive young guys are looking good. It's just that defense and Flurry's kind of get tightened some things up with this team right now. It's kind of weird to see that we haven't won a game in three games. I believe they played a night against the Canucks. So we'll see how that all works out. Um, like I said, I know it's early, but very frustrating start for the wild. Um, and then we could kind of jump into the top of that central division. You got the stars who are three and zero with six points. They're kind of a very old team with Jamie Ben, Segan, just some other guys that I feel like have been on that team. Pavelski, just some older guys that are on that team that you really didn't think that the stars would kind of stick out, but they're looking good. Segan's got 
I think seven points already so far. So I only know that because he's on my fantasy team. And <laughs> fun fact, he's the highest played, highest paid player in the league this year at like 13 million with an average annual. So Segan or Sagan. Damn, that's crazy. It's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, and then you got got my uh cup champions for this year, the Colorado Avalanche, who are two and one and one with five points. Um, they had a crazy game last night, I believe, with the Flames. That was pretty, pretty crazy to see those two teams go at it. Uh, but yeah, I think they're looking good so far. I think they kind of just got um, get over that Stanley Cup hangover, kind of just get back into form too. And I feel like that's a lot with these teams. You got to give it a two weeks or so until they can kind of get back into that full stride. But Kenny's looking great. McCarr's looking great. Um, I think this team's going to be right back in at the end of the year. So good things for Colorado as well. And then you got Nashville with two, two and one. They obviously played over in Burn for a couple of games. So they're at five games played. So they kind of have couple more points there. Um, so that's why they're sticking out as well. Not too flashy, not anything crazy out of their end. Um, and then kind of just jumping into the Pacific division, we have the flames who I really loved. I thought we we're going to go to the Western conference final against the abs. They start off three and zero in three games played with six points. They look unbelievable. Um, and they just announced Huberto was going to be the captain. So it's looking good and everything's looking great there in Calgary. The offense is flying. Defense is great. Markstrom's just balling out in that. Um, I think they're the team. No, it's them and St. Louis who've given up the less, least amount of goals this year. So, yeah, that defense is looking great in Calgary. Um, I'm really excited about that team as well. And they actually are tied with Vegas, who is three and one, but Vegas has one more game played than them. Um, Vegas, I don't Vegas is they lost Pacioretty. They lose some guys, new coach, everything. It's kind of the Vegas way. Eichel's looking good. It's just the same old Vegas, they'll probably be up there within the top three within that division. Um, Edmonton's kind of shocked me how they've played this year. So Vegas is up there with six points, um, like I said, in four games too. I, Eichel could be an MVP contender just kind of with him being healthy and just giving him a full season in that system I think would be a great fit. So watch out for Vegas again, which is kind of annoying because I feel like they're kind of NHL's bully. No one really likes Vegas, just kind of how they treat their staff and just that you literally have like 40 games and if you're losing, you're out. So it's kind of nuts to see how that's happening there. Uh, LA, they've played five games. They're three and two, so they come out to six points. And then I kind of want to just jump in on the Oilers, who was at three games played with one and two. Uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl, those guys are doing everything, obviously. Uh, they just need to figure it out. And this is what the story was last year, too, with their goaltending and defense. So if they can kind of get that figured out, I want to see that Edmonton-Calgary matchup. So they just got to figure it out on the back end with Edmonton as well. And I just want to see McDavid reach a Stanley Cup. Uh, just see his star power too. And if, I don't know if it doesn't happen in the next two years, you might think maybe moving McDavid. I don't know. I don't know if he would want to stay, but I, I know he signed for like a 10 year deal. So probably won't, but it's got to get pretty annoying if they're not getting past um, that first or second round with Edmonton. And yeah, this is kind of an overall update on the first week of the season. I know we got a little bit more. I mean, it just started off there. So I'll kind of have some more info on it with these next couple of weeks here. And it's going to start ramping up, kind of get back into that hockey season. Like we said, once, November rolls around and start getting that hockey feel and turn those games on as much as you can. So yeah, big takeaway I would take away from it so far is just poor play with the wild so far. It's just, I don't know what's going on. We just got to get that figured out with Owen three. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, Carolina and the Rangers, I think just look electric electric. So those two, two teams to watch out for in that metropolitan division. I think they're going to be great, fast, high flying offenses. Like I said, Panarin's off to a great start. Madison square garden was rocking. I know. I think Carolina even had like 18,000 fans in their home opener, which is crazy to see hockey booming in the state of North Carolina. So that's great to see. And yeah, that's just kind of my takeaway in the first week. I'm excited to just kind of watch more hockey and 
go from there. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's uh, definitely early for a lot of this stuff. I would call it the, I think some of the podcasts I've been listening to, you know, they call it like overreaction day one, you know, because it's like for at least the NBA talk, you know, we're talking most of this stuff is we've had one game for everybody except for the Bucks and Clippers play tonight. Um, not against each other, but they're those are they both play tonight and those are their first games of the year. So we haven't got to see um 2022 Giannis or the new look Clippers. And by new look, I mean the old look, but we just haven't seen Kawhi and PG play in forever. So um exciting to see. We got Clippers, Lakers tonight, and Bucks Sixers, which are gonna be two great games. Um so and I love what TNT's doing. You know, TNT's kind of the place yeah, for sports for right now, you know, because they're doing the doubleheader hockey games. They got Biz on the board and like they got, got those on Gretzky Wednesday nights. And, yeah. And then obviously like Shaq and Charles Barkley and um, they've got some good stuff. So uh, definitely the place to tune in on weeknights is TNT. That's for sure. Um, I see that the, they signed the NBA guys to like a 10-year contract. All the guys on TNT. Yeah, big money too. That's good. Big money. I knew like were, Barkley uh, was like suggesting like going to live. Yeah, he was taking he was a look at that. So I was like, oh god! But yeah, they're all locked up now. They can't lose him. But they were uh, they were here because Lakers played at Golden State opening night. So they were like downtown San Francisco, down by the Chase Center. Oh, that's and, right. Uh, they were like outside. They had like a whole concert, and I turned on the TV and I was like, oh, geez, I didn't it's even right see down that. the street. Yeah, um, but um, yeah. So I guess we could uh, kick it off with that game. Um, Warriors crushed the Lakers. Um, Warriors got their uh, rings from last year, so the opening ceremony, and there was like a lot of commentary around this game about how sometimes like getting the rings is a tough night because it's emotional and like you're not very focused on like the game at hand because you're doing the ceremony right before the game and like everybody's worried about how the Warriors are going to look coming off um, Draymond Green. You know, the video comes out a couple weeks ago of him punching Jordan Poole in the face. They don't decide to suspend him, so it's a... It's a pretty crazy situation what they had, but like if you just watched the game and didn't know anything that was going on, you would you would have no idea because the Warriors looked exceptional. Um, Steph was Steph slow start, and then all of a sudden turned it on in the second half, and it was just like basically lights out. Um, had some ridiculous shots. Jordan Poole's playing well. Like made some passes to Draymond Green that everybody was excited about. But Steph Curry ends up going. For 33 points, he went 4-13 from three, like looked awesome, um, typical Steph fashion. And um, after the big signing, so for those following, we got they um, signed Poole and Wiggins to contract extensions. Um, I think they got Wiggins at an awesome price, and they paid Poole like a pretty hefty price for honestly just having one good season. So, How long has he been in the league? Poole? Yeah. Uh, this is his third year, okay. I think. He's out of Michigan, isn't he? Yeah, he went to Michigan. Michigan. He was a 2019 draft. Yeah. Um, so giving up contracts in the NBA. Well, maybe that was maybe his fourth year then. But um, he's young. He came out of nowhere last year. Really, I mean, he was I kind of actually have a role player, but I have a point to those contract things too because this kind of jumped back. I know we're kind of jumped back on the NHL, but no, do it. A lot of the NHL teams, they kind of. So they'll have some young guys in their system. They'll have some prospects and they'll go out and sign them to, well, let's say they've already played like 40 games and they've only produced about 10 to 20 points. Like it's not that productive. And then the next off season, you'll see so-and-so get signed eight years, 40 million or something like that. Just something kind of crazy that you'd like to see what well, this guy's only gave up 20 points. So this is what he hasn't done much, but they're giving him that contract because of the 
potential that they see in that prospect. Do you kind of agree on that, how that works? Or do you think you should get that big contract when you've earned it? It's so interesting because like when you say that, it makes me think of the MLB right now too. And the MLB is trying to get these guys like pre-arbitration. Like you're talking about Yeah. Yeah. And all these guys, Wander Franco, like teams are doing that and they're, like it's crazy to think about because you see some of these deals that the older guys are getting later in their career, you know, like Harper's deal. And like those guys are signing for, you know, like 400 million. And truthfully, like Acuna could be on the same level as Harper, but they signed him for, I don't know, you know, 200, maybe a hundred something like it. It's crazy to think, but I mean, whether I, th- you know what I mean? It is a risk paying them yeah. that early. You know what I mean? Like the water Franco, they paid him at 21 and like that's super early for a baseball player. But you know, you're talking NBA players that usually, in my opinion, like these guys, you can kind of tell where they're at. You know what I mean? Like that's why it's like in the NBA, there's less players um, than any other professional sport. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's only five guys in the court for each team. You got a bench of like six guys, seven guys, maybe at max. Right. Sure. And so the good players, you kind of know who they are. So, you know, pool getting this extension, like it makes sense after the season he had last year. And it's also like with the Warriors just trying to like lock down their, their, um, their young guys for the future. You know, they have this incredible core of Draymond, Steph and clay that they've been, you know, having for years. And they've, they've had pieces move in and out around them, but those three guys have been there for all their championships. And so now that they've had, you know, these younger guy come in and that front office spectacular. Like, I feel like you have to take some chances on those guys because Steph and Clay and Draymond aren't going to be there, you know, forever. And that's like the big conversation right now around Draymond's contract is like, are they going to bring him back? Is he going to take his option? Is he going to decline his option? But like, truthfully, like, I hate to be this person, but like, what is Draymond without the Warriors? Like, we don't really know. You know, you don't know what Jordan Poole could be like off the Warriors too, but we may never find out because he's going to potentially that's always be there. Um, you know, so it's so interesting because it's like two certain teams, like you're talking about young players who fit in a mold and a culture in a way that, you know, if they get points early in their career, like maybe it's because they play with those certain line mates. You know, I think me and you were talking about it with Fiala, like the way he fit in with that offense in Minnesota, like, is he going to be that with the Kings? We'll see. But like a lot of that came from his line mates, you know? And so I think, you know, a lot of these players value is like, you see their production, but you only know their production with that one team. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what could Jordan Poole go somewhere else and put up better stats? Yeah. But he's also coming off the bench of the best team in the NBA right now. You know what I mean? So it's like he gets paid that he could probably go get paid more somewhere else. So like the Warriors, like in theory, are getting a pretty decent deal on him, in my opinion, for sure. a guy that's going to come off their bench and potentially be like a really big star for them. Um, so uh, but he had an okay first night. He scored 12 points. Um, like I said, he comes off the bench, but he's going to be huge for them, um, especially coming down like through these longer seasons. You're talking about Steph and Clay. Like, depending on how Clay is, like, Steph, you know, he he is older. So the chances of him getting, you know, banged up at some point in the season are, are not crazy, but, um, or aren't unlikely, I'm saying, but you know, he played 33 minutes. Steph did game one. Clay only played 20. Poole played 28 minutes off the bench. So, like, you're having some of your big production there. But I think just a huge piece for them is what would what Wiggins is doing for them, um, which I think is why they signed him and they got a pretty good deal, in my opinion, on him. Um, because he's been a he's been a 
20 point a game. He's he was plus 25 in the first game and um you know in 29 minutes he's eight for 14 he's four for seven for three like he's just being super efficient like one turnover um and he's playing really good defense for them so i think i think wiggins is like such a he really found home in 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 golden state um you know minnesota he was kind of like supposed to be the guy and you know the whole team was supposed to run through him and i just don't think that was a good fit for him so now that he's in golden state yeah, i think that's just like fresh really, start golden state yeah and you know he already got a championship so and then their young core behind them, you go, you got Wiseman healthy, you got DiVincenzo, you got Moody, you got Kaminga and Poole. And like, realistically, like that, that list of five guys off their bench could like, honestly be a pretty decent starting five. Like, yeah, they'd be young. They'd probably have some learning curve, but like the depth of Golden State is pretty incredible. And, and you see it in like the, the wave of them probably continue to this dynasty to move on. And they, you know, you see that in dynasties, there's some unfortunate luck that happens, but for a short term of time, you know, like Golden State, Steph gets hurt, Clay gets hurt. They miss pretty much a whole season together. Therefore, the Golden State Warriors suck, right? And they get these lottery picks. And now these guys are playing in there. They got Wiseman, you know, they got these other picks. So it's it's just the way it goes. But um, moving to the Lakers, uh, everybody's quick to freak out about how bad they looked. And I was actually, I wouldn't say like happy with how they played but i thought it was better than i expected to be honest um because anthony davis looked good he played 36 minutes and scored 27 points like and every time he hit the floor you still held your breath because you're like ah is he gonna break his ankle and be out for the season because <laughs> that's just the way anthony davis is right now and you know lebron played 35 minutes and like 36 minutes and 35 minutes out of LeBron and AD is going to absolutely what this team needs. Like they are, they will not be a playoff team if those two guys don't play at least 65 plus games at 35 plus minutes, which is a ton to ask out of those two because AD, while it shouldn't be a lot to ask, is just so incredibly fragile. And LeBron, who is at his age, shouldn't be asked to play that much. You know, he still is LeBron, so he's still going to be the face of a team. But like the reason they brought Anthony Davis in there and moved all those pieces in that huge trade with the Pelicans is. He was supposed to be the guy. And yeah, they got a win. You know, they got the championship in the bubble. But since then, this Lakers team has just been abysmal. And like they traded so much to get Anthony Davis. I mean, you're talking tons of youth, tons of guys that would have fit in great around LeBron. And honestly, every single piece that like if you needed right now for this Lakers team, which is shooting and perimeter defense and minutes is like all they're missing. You know what I mean? Now you bring in Patrick Beverly, which is good on the defensive end, but like Bev isn't going to be a great three-point shooter. I mean, they went 10 for 40 as a team from the three-point line, which is brutal. And LeBron made the most, and he went three for 10. Like, in the league right now, you got, like, you're playing teams that that shoot the ball, and they just don't have that right now. So I was pleasantly surprised. It's also, like, one game. And also, I think it's just more, like, says more about the Warriors than it does about the Lakers. Like, are we shocked that the Warriors are this good? No, in my opinion. Like, they should dominate the Lakers. Like their rosters aren't even close. The Warriors are a much better put together team. And you're talking about an NBA that's just filled with teams that have three headed monsters all over the place. And unless Russell Westbrook turns into some crazy player and he played fine, 19 points, um, 11, 11 boards and three assists and looked all right. And went seven from 12 from the field, only had four turnovers. Like, <laughs> excuse me, it is what it is, but, that's still not enough to 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 win games. And so I think 
this team is really going to struggle. They're going to need a lot out of AD and LeBron. And and they can do that if they both stay healthy. But uh, you, that's just not something you're banking on. And then you go to their bench and it's just – I don't even want to list some of these names off because it's like just brutal. I mean, you got <laughs> some – like literally some really – Really, no name guys. I mean, you got Lonnie Walker starting for the Lakers. Like, do you know who Lonnie Walker is, Joe? Is he the guy with the uh, crazy hair? No. Oh, he's just got a buzz cut. I don't know Lonnie. Played at Miami. Like, <laughs> he's just a, that he's he had a, crazy hair. It's just I don't know. It is. It's you think the LeBron's going to win right another ring? It's the reality. And what? Do you think LeBron will get another ring before he retires? Man, I hope so, but I just. There's going to need some major changes, and I think that's going to be a story to follow along this year because he can't be traded right now. He can't be traded this year, sorry. Um, he could be traded after this season, um, but I don't know. I mean, the big the big conversation is like they're going to probably try to move to please LeBron and, and win in this window that they have. Is like The talk is to, to move Russ and move two future first-round picks. But realistically, like the teams that they're looking at, like they need shooters. And a lot of these teams, like the Pacers that are probably going to be selling, like don't really have shooters to give. They have Miles Turner, who people think will be on the block and maybe potentially Buddy Heald. I thought that was going to be a good fit. Um, But they really have uh, handcuffed themselves with this Russ. And you saw it last year towards the trade deadline of them trying to move Russ. And it seemed like LeBron was unhappy about it. And yeah, I I don't know. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be a long shot if LeBron wins a, a title again, truthfully. Um, it's kind of annoying that they have to – obviously, it's LeBron, like, one of the best to ever do it probably is. But, like, just kind of how their team has to evolve around him, which can kind of be in the worst. Do you kind of see what I'm saying? Like, they're trying to get these trades in there, and it's like they're losing all this young talent, and they're trying to get this, like, win-now mentality. But it's like LeBron's gone in three, four years, whatever it is. And then you're looking at the Lakers at that point. You're like, man, we tried yeah, to do so is- much of that time when he was here. And it's like if they don't get a ring or anything, it's just kind of killing the franchise. Like, you see what I'm saying? hundred percent. And that's the funny right? thing is that most, if you probably went around and talked to most GMs and owners in the league, like outside of like a handful of organizations, they would absolutely be okay with that. Like if you, if you told them right now, they're like, Hey, you're going to trade a lot of future picks and a lot of youth to get LeBron in there right now to win a championship. You're going to get one championship in the next four years. They would do that for sure. Right. But yeah. that's why I was surprised the Lakers did that truthfully, because that's not something like the Lakers, Celtics, Warriors, like these good organizations, the heat, like for years and years that are consistently good. Like it didn't make a ton of sense, you know, and that's why I was shocked because they traded so much and so many picks to get AD. They got LeBron there. They got AD. They got their championship. But like, I don't know. Was it worth it? We'll see. You know, it's a, it was a bubble championship. So do they truthfully even reap that many benefits of it? You know, like they didn't get the tickets get from that season. You know what they I mean? Like, parade. you know, they didn't get the parade. So, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where the Lakers go and the in-season moves that they potentially probably will make, but um, that'll be fun to, to follow. And um, yeah, I think that was like the big story so far. This, this first week was just the Warriors come out, look dominant as ever. And you know, the, the Lakers didn't. And so it'll be interesting to see how, how that plays out in the West. And the, it doesn't get any easier for the Lakers. They play the Clippers tonight, and it's just the West is just loaded top That's to your bottom. Team. Um, that is my team. Uh, and, wow, do I not feel great. I'm going to stick with it. But after watching the Warriors, had, the Clippers beating the Warriors is going to be a tall, tall task. Um, but then moving to the other game of the night is uh, the Celtics beat the Sixers 
126 to 117. And Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, in my opinion, are probably the best duo in the NBA. And if they continue to progress from year to year like they have and going into the season, I think you're going to see something crazy out of the Celtics this year. Um, they combined for 70 points in the first game, 35 points each. They're both two of the top defenders in the league. I could see Tatum or Brown being all defense this year, like first team. Um, I truthfully think the MVP in this this year is going to be Tatum or Giannis. Uh, Tatum just looked on. Tatum's un- a dog. Dude, he looked unbelievable. And Boston's this is like lucky. the time yeah, in his career. so good. Yeah. You know, and I think the Sixers are going to be fine. Um, I wouldn't stress too much. They got a pretty good game out of Harden, which – that was my team um, I picked. I just realized scored scored the most points he has for the Sixers. Um, and beat did he just six- like euro step some guy crazy, or did the dude was that like you see that clip in that game when the guy went flying and then he like ripped the shot? I don't know if I saw that one. I watched most of the game, but uh, I don't know. Uh, some dude just went flying, and he well, like, it's kind of funny because it was it, it's like a absolutely break the shot. Harden did. I think I think that was that game. Like he stood there, like you know when someone gets well, like only been one game, cross so a guy over and then you stand was. there for like two seconds just staring at the guy. Yeah. Yeah, he did that for like five seconds and then he just threw it right off the oh, back. So he, <laughs> that's funny. Uh he was twelve for twelve from the free throw line, which is like the hardened way is to get to the line and five for nine from three. And like that's that's what they're gonna need out of him. They're gonna need more out of Maxi too. Um with Embiid, Maxi and and Harden there is gonna be their guys. Um but their that. problem this year is gonna be Oh my. Oh my. He made it. No, he oh no, he missed it. it. Oh. That's funny. That is Smart is smart. He did shook him. Yeah. But yeah, going back to that game is is the you kind of have the exact opposites on on defense. Like the Sixers I think are going to struggle on defense and um whereas I think the Celtics might have the best defense in the NBA this year. Uh, which is which is pretty typical for a Celtics team, and I think they have something to prove. Obviously, the Celtics coming off the loss to the Warriors and their coach getting suspended for the full season. Like, I think they just kind of wanted to come out and show people that they that they got a chip on their shoulder and they got something to prove. Um, I think you saw that in, in a little bit in the game when um, Embiid pins like Marcus Smart's arm and almost like yanks him to the left. Is almost to like it looked like he was trying to break Marcus Smart's arm. To be honest, probably and, was. Yeah, and Jalen Brown kind of took exception to it and kind of stepped in there, and I feel like that's a kind of a toughness that that, that they're going to need this year, and I think that's what you're going to see at it. Because I mean, you know what Marcus Smart's going to be? He's going to be he's played with a chip on his shoulder his whole NBA career, and so I think you're going to see more out of that of Jalen and Tatum this year, where they're I don't think they're going to back down. I feel like they maybe got bullied a little bit in the finals and the playoffs, and obviously they made it through the East, but um, Jalen Brown kind of underrated. People talk about him a lot. Out of yeah, that, like just, I feel I like mean, it's Jason Tatum, obviously, but like it's tough when he's the second best player on his team. But yeah, I I, I do. I mean, he's he's, he's pretty really nice. good. Yeah, he'll have some he'll have some shooting games where he kind of goes quiet, which is like I guess like any other player. Like, but he just like when those when he goes pretty quiet in those games, those are the, usually the games that Tatum goes crazy. You know, because he just starts shooting more. And so, um, but yeah, I agree. I think Jalen Brown's uh, super underrated. He's got. Awesome, He's awesome defensive skills. Oh yeah, went to Berkeley, dude. Um, Boston's kind of set up nicely. <laughs> well, so and that's what I was gonna, the last the last thing I was going to say is that just to just to 
comment on how good their defense is. They had Grant Williams, Blake Griffin, Al Horford, and Noah Vonley, who were basically the guys that were covering Embiid, right? Because Robert Williams, who is their normally would be their starting big, is hurt and will be out and probably until around Christmas is when they said eight to twelve weeks on a surgery in September twenty second. But um I mean those four guys are fine, but they're not they shouldn't be able to lock down Embiid the way he was. And they forced Embiid to have six turnovers. And I think that's more of a credit to Boston's defense than anything. But um yeah i think when you know they get robert williams back it's going to be that that team is just really well well ran well coached they play defense they have size in their guards and their wings they have great perimeter defense they got marcus smart who's probably the best defender in the league arguably as well as tatum and brown who are right up there as well so i mean you have three lockdown defenders and then you have guys who who play defense hard al horford's a vet that runs that you know he's kind of the vet on that team and I always forget um, he's on that team. Yeah, he plays. He Where plays was he at before? Is he really? Philly? Dude, he's been everywhere. He played right? the Hawks yeah. for a while. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's he played some big minutes for them last year, and uh, it'll be fun to see what that team looks like moving forward, especially when they get Robert Williams back. I think the Celtics and the Bucks are going to be the top two dogs in the in the East. Um, and moving to the East, another team in the East that didn't look that great, who a lot of people you know have as the high ceiling, low team, is the Nets. Um, ben Simmons in his first game back didn't attempt a real shot. He basically shot, he had three shots, but they were all lobs. Like all of them were lobbed. Two of them were dunks, and the other one he missed on like a weird layup attempt. He just looked very like timid and scared is what I kind of thought. Um, oh, from two from the free throw line, just like, it's just it's just a super underwhelming game from Simmons. And I know it's his first game back. So, you know, like he's going to take some time to, to get into it, but it just, it was tough. And he fouled out of the game. He looked just like, it, it was just weird. He, he saw him running around the court, just like trying to set screens. And like, he just looked, he just looked lost. Really honestly, he looked lost out there. I don't know how else to say it. He just, he didn't even look like he belonged on the team. So and they got stomped. He's by the so Pelicans. interesting. Stomped by the Pelicans. Um, KD looked awesome. I thought he, you know, he was his typical self. And I think this is just like he saw what was going on. And like, I just feel tough for him because like him and LeBron both are still so good and have so much potential, not potential, but still so much like left to give, I feel like. And they're both just stuck on these terrible teams. I mean, Kyrie looked brutal, in my opinion. He only scored 15, went 6 of 19 from the field, 0 for 6 from 3. Like, he's just a guy you can't count on. You have your only bench player that's worth anything is Patty Mills. Like, <laughs> yeah, Patty Mills playing 23 minutes for the Nets. It's just, it, it's it's crazy. You have Simmons fouling out of the game, doing absolutely nothing, turning the ball over three times, scoring four points. I mean, you guys. When Kyrie, so he, before the Nets, he was in Boston, right? And he was just there for mm-hmm. a year. Was he. With that season that he was in Boston, did he play well? Like, did they have a good team? Like, what was the reason for him leaving Boston? So, well, he just – it was the same thing Kyrie always does. Is he just he just up, was having his fit? Yeah, he just ends up wanting out. And they, I mean, because you, you think about Boston, like, in what I was talking about, it was a well-run I never team. understood like, why he played, he played that, two, like, two seasons there, by the way. Okay. Um, but, I mean, he was, he was the guy there, more or less. You know what I mean? Like, Tatum – I think Tatum – was there maybe his second year? I'm not sure when Tatum actually when Tatum was a rookie, but they were good, dude. They were in the playoffs and like they didn't they didn't win anything, obviously. But like 
I mean, that was right in the middle of Kyrie's prime. You're talking about his, he was 25 and 26 when he was in Boston. And it's just like, I mean, I think that's when it's really start. Like when he left Boston was when the narrative that like is Kyrie Irving today really started, you know, like he just didn't like his way and he was just kind of just like anti-team. Like he just doesn't really fit in that well. And that's, you know, kind of why people thought maybe in Brooklyn, he might do well with KD and that personality and James Harden. But like clearly it bothered James Harden enough to leave and like, the Nets are just going to be this this teeter totter of a team where it's just going to like it's just going to be what you get out of Kyrie because I truthfully believe that KD is just going to be crazy consistent and like the NBA is no longer a league that one guy can run a team and just win games. It just doesn't work like that anymore. You have so much depth on these teams. You have like an exact uh, um, example is the team they played week one. You got the Pelicans who were, looked phenomenal. I mean, you have Zion, Brandon Ingram, and CJ McCollum just looked awesome out there. Zion Williamson looked insane like just back to the way he was before where he's just unguardable if he gets his left hand and he goes to his left hand he is literally unstoppable just the amount of athleticism and and basically like a 300 pound body I don't think he actually weighs 300 pounds but he looks like he he looks the biggest dude on the court actually let me see he is so he's 284 66 284 like he's not even that tall which is the crazy part but um I think you're talking about Jalen Brown as one of the most underrated players in the league. I think Brandon Ingram's right there with him. Brandon Ingram goes for 28, like, and that was another guy that was on the Lakers. <laughs> Brandon Ingram, Lonzo and everybody, Ball, Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, KCP, like all these guys that were just like great fits for that team. And neither, anyways. But Pelicans are going to be a real force in the in the West. Um, so watch out for them. Uh, I think I had them. After watching that game, I wish I could have put them higher in my rankings, but um, they're going to be legit. Uh, Donovan Mitchell had a big first game for the Cavs. They ended up losing to the Raptors. The Raptors are a really good team. Garland got hit in the eyes. Darius Garland missed the rest of the game. Um, but Donovan Mitchell is going to be big. The Cavs are going to be awesome. Mobley looked pretty decent. Um, he's going to be a big factor for them, as I said earlier. Um, you know, those are the, just the kind of guys, like, you're going to have consistent guys, and I think the, the Heat and the Cavs are going to be very similar. It was like, the Heat are going to be awesome. You're going to have Butler's going to be consistent. Hero's going to be the scorer. But, like, it's going to be focused around Bam, in my opinion. And I think those two teams are going to be similar in the East, whereas, like, Bam's going to need to play defense. Mobley's going to need to play defense as the bigs. And, like, you're going to need scoring production efficiency out of Bam and the same thing out of Mobley. So I think very similar positions where they have two other, like, guards and wings that are going to score, you know, Mitchell and Garland and Butler and Hero. And then you're going to have it basically, like, the team's going to factor in like it's going to go through Mobley in in Cleveland and Bam in Miami and you saw it as the the Bulls the Bulls beat the Heat game one and DeMar drops 37 and looks like he did during the early parts of the season last year before he went through that cold stretch that ultimately like cost him the MVP but um yeah the Bulls win without Levine or Ball Ball like the I know we talked about this in the last uh maybe last week with Ball's knees like he Sounds terrible. Like he can't even walk up and down oh. stairs. So I don't know when the next I've time we're going to see Lonzo. Him. I was like, yeah, dude doesn't even know how to walk anymore. Levine, I, I'm not. I'm not sure what his injury was. I'm pretty sure it was an undisclosed type of thing. So, but he's just day to day. So hopefully he'll be back sooner than later. But um, yeah, that Bulls team is is severely underrated in the East now, and I, I think that's a team that could potentially just finish higher than the Nets. And everybody's going to give the Nets more credit. But like, Demar just kind of does his thing and, and is quiet and. Um, there's just so many other stories in the East that I feel like that just really falls kind of like 
to the back burner a lot of the time. Um, let's see. All the rest of my stories I got in the West here are jaw wins in overtime. Um, almost had a ridiculous and one to finish um, regulation. That would have been a buzzer beater, but it got called a charge. Um, drops 34. They beat the Knicks. Knicks looked pretty good, honestly. I know the the Grizzlies are a little banged up with um, Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be out for a while, but Dylan Brooks was day-to-day, so he didn't play either. But um, Cam Reddish off the bench for the Knicks was like the big – I guess surprise of of the first night for me with 22 points, which is just like he hit some big shots down the line too to to keep the Knicks in the game, which uh, I know Knicks fans are probably pumped about. I thought Brunson looked good. He really did a lot of good things for that offense, and that moved me right into my next point of the Mavs losing Brunson. I think is going to be huge. Um, Mavs are up huge on the Suns in Game One. Luca's just amazing. Does everything for that team. But then they just don't really have any other pieces. You have Christian Wood coming off the bench. I think he scored 25 points, played big minutes for them. But, like, he's a bench guy. He didn't even start for him, And he was, like, the only other guy that they could lean on. I mean, you have Spencer Dinwiddie. And, like, you just have some really underwhelming guys around Luka. And I'm sure the Mavs are still going to be fine because of how good Luka is. But um, you saw it when it came to, you know, crunch time. Like, Luka was the only person they could go to. And, like, um, they blew, I think, like a 20-point lead, and Phoenix came back, and Phoenix is just deep, you know, and Booker looked great. Mikel Bridges looked great. Cameron Payne looked great. Chris Paul didn't score, but doesn't really need to for them to win games. Um, so Phoenix looked about the same as they always have. I, I just don't really expect much out of them this year with just how strong the West is, but Phoenix is going to be a solid team, and I think the Mavs will be fine too. But uh, I just don't see them taking that next step until they get some pieces around Luka and – I'm going to talk about that throughout the season. I think that's a big story is my, uh, my feelings about Luca and his ability for guys to play around him. But um, Denver gets blown out. I think this was the big surprise of the first, first set of games is that everybody expected Denver to, to, to be kind of a front runner. They got Jamal Murray back and Michael Porter jr. Like two really, really good players. And they got stopped by the jazz who, if you followed the NBA at all this off season, you should know that the jazz have nobody. They traded Mitchell and Gobert. And basically, it was like you just saw. I mean, you, I don't know if you saw this, Joe, but Colin Sexton, who came from the Cavs when in the Donovan Mitchell trade, legitimately was standing on the top of the key. He's on the, the Jazz game. now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. And the, he was in he the got Donovan traded Mitchell in trade. That. Totally forgot about that. So he drops twenty points, but late in the game, he's literally so Jokic is like playing off him a little bit, right? And Colin Sexton like scrapes the ground with his foot almost like you know like a like in those like bullfighting rings they have the bulls yeah you know like they 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 paw the the ground sure yeah he literally did that and then just stood there ran by Jokic layup it was it was crazy they were up by like 20 at that point it was yeah it was it was jazz are gonna like win the the finals in like eight years after all these picks but dude listen i mean listen like their team is just like a it's just a combination of timberwolves bench players and um, Cavs bench players, and then some random like signings. Like Rudy Gay scored 16 points for them. He right. still plays basketball. Rudy Gay, incredible, just incredible. He's 36. Jordan like, Clarkson, he's still there, right? Jordan Clarkson. You have Will Kessler, who's the first round pick that the uh, Timberwolves took and then traded in the Gobert trade. You have Malik Beasley, who was a big bench player for the Timberwolves last year, scored 15 points. So let me go through their bench. Kessler scores 12. Rudy Gay scored 16. Colin Sexton scored 20. Malik Beasley scored 15. Those are four of their bench players. Bench players. Luke, uh, Laurie Markkinen scored 17. 
Jared Vanderbilt scored seven. Um, former Timberwolf as well. Mike Conley scored 13. And then Clarkson scored 10. So Kelly Olenek is on that team too, if you know that name, from Gonzaga. Um, so, I, oh, I mean, I know it's one They got game. that guy from Kansas. Okachai Ajabai. The rookie from Kansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played one minute. I just look at their roster. Yeah, he played one minute. He's nice. But he was because he was the Cavs' first round pick. Um, yeah, this was unexpected. I wouldn't look too much into it. I feel like the Jazz are still probably going to be tanking slash. Oh yeah, just getting beat. Um, like I said in in the last um, time I talked about basketball, like last week was the sweepstakes for the lottery this year are going to be spectacular. And a lot of these teams I didn't even get to um, because they're going to be kind of in tanking mode. So a lot of these like. Like the the magic played the Pistons, um, but I, I should talk about Paolo. Scored he went twenty seven nine and five, which hasn't been done in a rookie debut since LeBron did. So nobody's done twenty five five and five since LeBron. So Paolo's probably the, the easy front runner for rookie of the year. Um, that Magic team has got so much talent; they're just so young, obviously. And the Pistons are the same thing. Cade um, and Sadiq Bay is like big, big seasons coming up probably for them, but that team is still just probably a, a year or two probably away from, from being even kind of relevant in the East. Um, uh, to wrap this up, before we get into our NFL picks, we're going to do some T wolves talk, which uh, underwhelming, I guess is just the way I describe it. I think the, the Gobert part was super awesome. Um, he basically got the ball more than he ever had in like any game he ever played for the jazz. Like he looked awesome with scoring. Um, so that was a huge positive. He was like the best part of our team. In my opinion, it was him and him and Jade McDaniels were the highlights for us. Um, nice. I like to hear which, that McDaniels is doing well, dude. Spectacular. So, so if you look at the, the plus bias, you had Jade McDaniels plus 14, Anthony Edwards plus eight, Rudy Gobert plus 13. Um, Anthony Edwards had a really off night shooting and this is just what we just don't need from him um to like obviously that's just such an easy statement to make but him going four for 17 just like can't happen in my opinion like we played okc so we got away with it because that team is actually trying to lose every game i'm pretty sure um but like four for 17 in 32 minutes is just like not okay if he's gonna be the guy like the the perennial like mvp caliber player that we everybody thinks he is um he just kind of disappears in games like this and he's going to have big games. I'm sure he's going to be fine, but like, you know, we're, we're, this is year three now where we need him to take this step to kind of be the front runner the, the you know, the, the, the catalyst of this team, which he easily can be as we've seen him doing games, but um, maybe it's some taking some adjustment with Gobert there now, but like, I mean, 17 shots, he was getting plenty of looks. Like he was clearly shooting the ball and yeah, he had eight boards and eight, seven assists. So like he's doing other things. Almost had a triple double. But we're just going to need more out of him from a scoring perspective. We're going to need him to be a little more efficient from the field, um, which all things would be great. But um, first game. But these are the these are the type of games that I think you know to 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 get Wolves fans to really believe in the Wolves is like we need to start blowing these teams out. Like we need to do what the Warriors did to the Lakers to teams like OKC. There's no reason we shouldn't. And this goes to my point where I think D'Lo scored 20 points, but he was minus eight, um, four turnovers. Like, And then you got Cat just like, again, just two for 10 from the field, scored 12 points. He was minus eight, four. So you got between Cat and D'Lo in a game that we won by seven points, they were combined minus 12. 
Like those are two of our guys. You know what I mean? Like Cat is just, and this is why it's it, it, it was never Cat's team. Like he was there by himself before Ant came, but like it just was truthfully never his team. It was never he was. Ne- this is why he's never been considered one of the greatest players in the league because he just he doesn't have that go in him. And I think Jimmy Butler saw that. And you can say whatever you want about that whole situation with Jimmy Butler, but like. I think Jimmy Butler was. I hated Jimmy a, Butler at the time for that. And then looking back at it, Jimmy Butler was right. He's a proven winner, though. That's the thing is Jimmy Butler goes yeah. anywhere. I was pissed gets, at Jimmy Butler when that yeah. happened. And now looking back at it, like when it all comes, when it's all said and done, Jimmy was probably right. He was probably a dick about it. There's no doubt about oh, yeah, it. But, probably, like, but he was just trying to drag along, you know, Cat from being a bum. He's showing a and, point. And like, I think it was very similar last year when Pat Bev was here. You know what I mean? I think Pat Bev, and I'm going to be interesting to see how this team goes because, you know what I mean? Like, Gobert isn't an energy guy. Like, he's a really good player, but he's not going to be the way that, like, um, Pat Bev was or Jimmy Butler was. Where So we're going to have to truthfully get somebody. And we have Austin Rivers, who's another good vet to have around, but he's always been, like, a role player. So it's like, you know, he played one minute, but, like, it's probably he's probably there for more than just playing. You know, like, he's going to have to be a leader on this team. Um, because we have so much young potential and like this team's really going to need to come together because there's just so much talent. Jane McDaniels, Anthony Edwards, Gobert, Towns, and D'Lo, like phenomenal starting five. Like talent, take that up against any team in the league, probably besides like the Warriors or Celtics right now. Bucks probably too. But like we're going to need more out of Cat and D'Lo and Anthony Edwards on a consistent basis. Like it's just, that's just a fact. Jaden McDaniels has proved that he's consistent when he plays minutes and he played 36 minutes and looked awesome. Right. So, I mean, again, it's game one. I was hoping for more out of game one out of the team. Gobert looked awesome though. So I think that that is going to make people feel, you know, he had 23 points, 16 boards, two assists, one steal, one block, no turnovers, plus 13, 10 for 15 from the field, like awesome start for Gobert. So I think he, uh, kind of took some worry out of the Wolves fans and the Wolves front office and making that trade because we gave up a lot for him. But um, it's going to be interesting to fall. We're going to need more out of Cat. We're going to need more out of D'Lo. We're definitely going to need a better performance out of Anthony Edwards moving forward. Um, that wraps up my overreactions through a couple a couple hours of NBA. I like it. Um, NBA is going to be wild this year. Yeah, I'm excited. Super excited. Um, and to wrap up this episode, we are going to kick it to our sponsor, which is us. Just kidding. Uh, we're going to do our NFL promo picks. code <laughs> meatball and Steve 20% off on your next purchase. Any, any website online, take use the those two promo codes, put it anywhere, hundred percent off your next order. Got Thanksgiving coming up, Christmas, buy a turkey at Mac what and you got to do one day. Um, well, just wait one day. Yeah. You guys, you guys are sleeping on us. They're probably not sleeping on us because if they're listening to this podcast, they're the only people that do. So it's like seven people. But um, we appreciate the support for everybody hey, out when, there. When we make it big in like a couple of years, and we can look we'll back buy, on we'll these a we'll, couple of podcasts and be like, "Well, these guys, look at these guys joking around." Yeah, we'll buy chihuahuas for everybody or something crazy like that. Hey, you want a chihuahua? Like our our Belgium friend. Um, yeah, that guy's a baller or she. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Um, all right, well, we're going to roll through. We, we're we going to try this out. Um, we'll probably make adjustments to it if, depending on how this goes. But from week to week, we're going to take on the second episode, we're going to pick five point spreads. Um, um, NFL bets, our favorite 
five bets of the week, and then we're going to track these. I know a lot of people kind of do this on podcasts, but I thought it'd be fun for us to do too. Um, so we're going to roll through five of these just to to preview some of these games, um, not to drag out this episode too much longer. Um, going to try to keep these second episodes of the week a little quicker. But um, my first pick is Titans minus two over the Colts. Okay. Um, I think this is a like a typical like it's it's in Tennessee. Um, I still just don't believe in the Colts. Like, I think it's one of these, like Matt Ryan, like has a good game that has a terrible game that has a good game that has a terrible game, you know? And last week he had an awesome game. So I think this is the come down. Yeah. He's going to throw I for like 87 yards. And yeah, exactly. Like I think call. this is a, I think this is a great Vrabel game where he just like is going to dominate and two points is just like not much. So, um, two points at home. I'll take the Titans over the Colts. So that's my, oh, that's my pick. first pick. Um, jumping to my first pick, it's probably, a lot of the public, I feel like, would jump on this one. I'm going to go with the Giants over the Jaguars. Wow. We have the line at Jacksonville minus three right now. I just think the Giants are playing hot right now. Um, and it's Jacksonville. They have a pool in their stadium, so I do not think they're going to win this game. It's back at Jacksonville. The weather is looking like 70 degrees, but I just like the way that the Giants are playing right now. They're rolling. They got that momentum going. Um, yeah, I think they just win this and cover on that one. So taking the Giants in that one. Yeah, you get them with three points with plus three. So it's in Jacksonville and they've looked terrible. But uh I like that pick. I know a lot of the a lot of the public money will probably be that's on what Giants I, plus three. That's threes. what's freaking me out a little bit, is that the public's probably gonna hammer it. Yeah, um, especially because they're five and one. But yeah, you never know. Can't, never they know. got a Jacksonville's got a pool in their stadium. I've said this many a times. You can't you gotta believe it. I mean, I took I, I can't I, I'm gonna make no comments on on any of your picks because about if they're good or bad because I took five favorites and I just realized I took five favorites, which is I hate Tate doing that, but that's that's where we're at. Hey. Um, so my next Brings my next one is <laughs> we're not professional gamblers, so no worries here. Oh, never. Um, but maybe we get hot, maybe people start tailing us. Who knows? You never know. Um, my next one is Packers minus four over the Commanders. Okay. Um, I think this is just like a big do or die game for the Packers. They lost back-to-back games against both New York teams. Um, they've looked not great at all. So I feel like this is just like a Aaron Rodgers get right game. Four and a half points over the commanders. Doesn't seem like much at all. Heineke's because Heineke's playing. Um, People so yeah, it could be that exci- dog in them. I know it could be an exciting game, but at the same time, like it could also be really bad. There's a reason Heineke is a backup. So I'm going with that. I think the commanders are going to suck. Uh, Packers should it's probably going to be low scoring, but I think the Packers can cover four and a half points. Boom. I like it. Um, sticking on my noon slate games here. I'm going to go with the Panthers covering with that minus 11 against the Bucks. Awesome. I took the yeah. other side. You took, you took Tampa Bay. You I think that's going to be Tampa's. They're just going to go out and go nuts this weekend. I, love I don't know that. why so I want to say the Panthers on, on this. One. Huh? I said, we're against each other on that one. I love okay. it. Okay. Okay. So you took that. So I'm going Carolina in this minus 11. Well, let's um, hear your reason and I'll give my reason. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a stupid reason. I just saw minus 11 and they have nothing going well for them in Carolina. I just think that they're going to cover by 11 in this. And I also said the over in this game, which is 40. So we'll have the over and they're going to cover by 11. That's my stake. I think McCaffrey, big game. He's going to have a big one of those fantasy, like 30 point fantasy games for some reason. Um, I don't know who's playing quarterback for them yet. I know Sam Darnold just came off the AR. Maybe they throw him in PJ Walker, Eason. I don't know. I think they cover this and I'm taking the over as well too. So 
sprinkle a little bonus in there. Uh, weather is 61 degrees in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, yeah, that's McCaffrey, big week. That's what I like to see right there. And even though I got the Bucs in the Super Bowl, uh, keep pounding. Carolina, I think that's what they I say. I think so. uh, I agree with you in most most cases that like eleven points in an NFL game is so many points. Like if if it's, it's not the Bills, like it's a lot of points. But I also think that this is very similar to the Packers situation. Like I feel like this is a huge get right game for the Bucks. I think the Panthers are just like terrible. I don't think those guys like want to be, be playing. But they um, eleven. It's eleven. Yeah, but they lost by fourteen to the Rams last week, and I think the Bucks are better than the Rams. So um, that's true. Could be yeah. I think it's a big game for the Bucks, so that's why I took them. So eleven points is a ton, but I could see them winning by two touchdowns. I bet you the Bucks win by ten points, and I'll just yep. be super sad. That's why but, I like eleven. No, that I is, agree. That is why I, I mean, like that's 11. why Vegas put it there, hundred percent. But um, but that is what it is. Uh, so did you take the Bucks? The over that game is one of your five picks. I took. I took. I just. I saw that. You, well, you, and I just took, wanted to say that five. No, that wasn't one of my picks. I just put that side note next to it too. I'll put that side note. I'll keep it in our for all the people betting here, listening to our picks. I would I'll throw that in there as well. Um so that's your third one. That was also my third one. No, Uh, that was I made two picks so far. Oh yeah, okay. Do your third. Sorry. We hit my that was my third because that we had the same bet. Okay, do your third. Okay. Um third. Let's stick to my where's my other noon game I put in here? Um I'm going to take the Cowboys. Minus seven. Over hey, Detroit. okay, we're on the same team there. Okay, cool. Respect. So Dak's coming back. Um, I think he's going to have a big week, and I think they beat the Lions by ten here. Um, noon game back in Dallas. Detroit is still Detroit. I think also sprinkling in. I don't know what I said to on the over under here. What did I say? I said the under, but I still think they get. What's the at line? Seven. At? I didn't even look. Forty nine. Yeah, okay. That feels like it. Well, so here's the thing. So I'm taking the under and Dallas by seven. So I let's the, go with I that. I took the over of the Patriots-Lions game and got crushed because the Patriots beat them like 39 or 29-0, which it was still almost hit. But I think that Dallas has a better defense than the Patriots. And so if oh, the yeah. Patriots could shut out the Lions, and granted the Lions are coming off a bye, so they're going to have, I think, DeAndre Swift's back. Um, I'm not, I think Amon Ra is also back. So... They're probably going to score some points, but I think Dallas's defense ultimately is going to hold them. And Dak has got something to prove, big time coming back. Um, I think Dallas. I think Dallas can cover that seven. I think it's going to be close. It's obviously going to be. A I'm sweat, excited for that game. But uh, See Dak back. Yeah, um, it makes me nervous that we both like the same side of it, but that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> you didn't agree. pick the the last pick because I'm going to have to change oh. it if you have the same one. Okay. Wait, so how many picks do you have still? How many picks do you have left? One. Okay, I have. You have two. I have two. Do you want me All to right. say mine or do you want to yeah, say yeah. your last one? No, do yours. Um, sticking to my noon slate. I got to say these guys. All right. I said last week, well, six and all against the spread, Jake. Six and all against the spread, I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons. Give me that minus six and a half. <laughs> They're going to cover that. Let's go. In Cincinnati, 64 degrees. Falcons, baby. Dirty birds, the word. I'm taking them. I'm jumping on America. Seven and zero. Let's go. Unbelievable. See, this is the exact reason why I don't want to take that because that has to end at some point. This team cannot not go this week because I'm taking not going it. And against... next weekend, baby. They're just Love can't. They one. can't stay undefeated against the spread. It just doesn't make sense. They can for this weekend, then they can. Dude, and the public money is like 50-50 on this game, which is, makes me love it. Oh, it's gonna be that's forty-seven. Be such a good it's over under. Do you have any input on that? I said oh, over. 47, I would probably take the over in that. All right, see, we're agreeing on the points. 
I didn't look at many of these over-unders. So what did um, we disagree on? We have the Carolina-Tampa Bay game, and then we have Atlanta-Cincinnati. So we're going to have to we'll be texting Opposite sides ones. on both. Dallas yeah. is Dal- – we got the same side on Dallas. Uh, even what's, what's your last game then? Give it and to then us. in my last game, I went to the 3 o'clock slate, and I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Minus, minus two and a half. I think they're going to put up some points because of that loss last week. They're pissed. They lost at home. Buffalo. I know San Francisco's got that great defense, 325. That's probably Fox's game of the week, I'm guessing. Um, so I think, I think this is – yeah, it's in San Francisco. Um, but I'm going to go with the Might big – Try to get some tickets. I'm going to go by – yeah, I'm going to say Chiefs by seven. I think, the under, I think the under of that game. 66 degrees at Levi Stadium. Man, you got 40, great weather 48 there, and a half dude. points in that game? That feels yep. like an under. I said – what did I say? I said under as well. Okay, so we are doing very well on the points here. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to say Chiefs by seven. That's Once again, a, 66 degrees. Geez, Great seven. weather out wow. for you. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going by Chiefs by seven. They're going to yeah, be pissed off. Mahomes doesn't like losing in Kansas see, City. So he's going to be like, you know what, San Francisco, I'm pissed off. You guys are going to take this. Hopefully that happens. Um, and that's one of those games where bets. I look at that line and I look at the Chiefs coming off a loss, and I would absolutely normally like hammer the Chiefs. But, dude, there's Which I did. 83% of the money is on – the Chiefs right now, and 89% of the bets are coming in for the Chiefs minus two and a half. That's that feels like a Vegas get right game <laughs> where Vegas wins all the money. Screw so I'm gonna you, stay Vegas. away from that one. Um, but those games hit, so we're rooting for you. But uh, so we're gonna, yeah, we'll we'll get back to you guys um in next week's uh Wednesday episode. This about is, how you we gotta play. you gotta be a pretty good NFL fan to grind out this weekend because we got the Bills, Rams, Vikes, and Eagles all on a bye. Yeah, and those are four powerhouse teams that are just like. Yeah, I was gonna say some of these games feel like stinkers, but of course they're probably gonna be. I mean, Saints Cardinals tonight. This uh, is the weird, crazy weekend. That game probably just... started since we've been recording for a bit. Yeah, live update uh, on that. We have um, seven have three Saints Cardinals are seven three right and one. I have first and goal for the Cardinals. Him. Kept him on the bench, so he's got yeah good. He's not even leading the team. One catch, five yards. Brutal. Yeah, a, he'll be a start next week. I started him. I took a I took a player problem. Him scoring a touchdown tonight too. So and MLB hopefully throws score, We have a three to two. Yankees just got a run. Three to two. Top of four. Live updates. You guys didn't even know. Houston won the first game. Bucks are up fifty four fifty three on the Sixers. Look at this. We're like Vegas on our own. Giannis uh, has fifteen ten and four. Oh my goodness. I'm doing by the way MLB wise. Houston against Philly in the World Series and Houston the two win the world series dude this this i need to get we take. need to finish this up so i can go watch this nba game and has oh. got 15 and 11 already got 15 4 7 yeah no i'm getting my my parents are two here hours, in town. i gotta go get korean, oh, really? korean barbecue that sounds fire yeah yeah, yeah. that's why i went hi. to alcatraz with them we'll do well they'll be listening and so uh heck yeah shout out to steven's parents hopefully everyone listen to our picks because they're all gonna hit yeah you better get these in. Um, you guys have a great weekend. Yeah. Have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy all the sports. This is a fantastic time of the year. And we will talk to you next Wednesday. Heck yeah. Peace out, everyone. Peace.